You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And, Ian, I think a week ago on this podcast, we talked about how the season opener couldn't have gone better. David Price pitching well, Craig Kimbrell closing out the game for the Red Sox, and everything was great. Now we're going to switch things up a little bit and talk about the home opener in which David Price had a really tough inning and then Craig Kimbrell really bad late, giving up the three-run homer, one big blast from from the Orioles. Um, Let's start with Price because it was the one big inning, and it seems like that's something that has kind of gotten him before in his career. Um, Is there any explanation for, for him at certain times in his career just being able to get bitten by that one bad inning? Yeah, you know, I haven't really watched him long enough to uh, to to be able to get a real sense of that. But you know, he did acknowledge that that when he falters, it's usually just the one bad inning. Um, and yeah, it was certainly a stunning turn of events on opening day. It was such a great pregame ceremony with uh, David Ortiz's daughter uh, singing the national anthem while David Ortiz was, you know, he had some tears watching that. He didn't know that was going to happen. And then the great ceremony where they brought out uh, Bill Russell. And Bobby Orr, uh, fellow uh, Boston sports icons, to throw out the first pitch with, with David Ortiz. You know, it's, it all seemed magical. And they, they come on score three in the first inning, and uh, they're turning double plays on defense. And it just seemed like it was going to be one of those great days. And then, uh, you know, David Price makes a few bad pitches in the third inning, and the, the whole day just uh, really changed. And then, you know, nobody saw that coming from Kimberl either. But, you know, I think that sometimes when these guys come to Boston, um, they're not used to pitching with that kind of adrenaline that that crowd gives you. And I just think it takes a little bit of adjustment sometimes. I don't think either of these two guys are going to be phased by the market. I think maybe it's just uh, an adjustment. Maybe they were they were too hyped up. You know, you've seen David Price get too hyped up in the playoffs before, too. So I think it might be that kind of thing. And I think that he'll settle in and have a real, uh, a real nice season for this team. I was actually amazed to see that Craig Kimbrell had never allowed a three-run homer in his entire career. Now, obviously, as a closer – you're coming in with nobody on, so so it's a little difficult to give up a three-run homer. But how much of this is is the Red Sox kind of in a funk right now, and how much is just the Baltimore Orioles playing great baseball and just hitting the ball all over the ballpark as they're undefeated? Yeah, Tim, yeah. Tim it's a perfect combination of a team that is uh, still trying to find its way a little bit in the Red Sox and a team that you know has. It seems like every year I think we have this team that comes out that's just. Uh, blazing and clicking on all cylinders, and you always want that to be your team, but this year it's the Orioles, and uh, yeah, they're certainly playing with a lot of confidence. I think they came into the season with a chip on their shoulder, because look, everybody was mentioning the Toronto Blue Jays, everyone was mentioning uh, the Boston Red Sox, a lot of people are mentioning that great bullpen of the New York Yankees, and you know, not a lot of people are mentioning the Orioles, and they, they felt that they had made quite a few moves here coming into the season, so they were saying, hey, why, why not us? And I think they've really come out with that, that chip on the shoulder. And, uh, you know, the Red Sox, yeah, it's been bad timing for them uh, facing the Orioles. Yeah, and the Orioles' starting pitching has been just good enough, which was the big concern there for Baltimore. And, man, we knew they could swing the bat, and they have done that, and they have hit for power, which is what we kind of expected. You mentioned the celebration on opening day for David Ortiz, Bobby Orr, and Bill Russell, and Ty Law there. And then his old teammates came out, Jason Veritek, Tim Wakefield, and, and Pedro Martinez. The Red Sox have kind of gotten to a new level, I feel like, as far as celebrations go. I used to always say the Yankees had had a special knack for doing this kind of celebration, but I feel like the Red Sox, starting with the World Series and breaking the curse, have really geared things up, and, and 
you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that can do a celebration on the field better than the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought they hit on all the right notes the other day. You know, I thought it was powerful, but not uh, too overbearing and not too sh- schmaltzy. I thought it was really a great, uh, a great ceremony. If you're anybody from Boston and you see Bill Russell and Bobby Orr uh, come onto the field, you know that that just uh, brings stirs up a lot of emotions right there for fans of a certain age. And even you know, I didn't see really Bill Russell or Bobby Orr play. I'm a little young for both of them, but even for me, that stirs up emotions because you know what those guys meant to the city and to their sports. And uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, you know, to have David Ortiz go out in his final opening day and share a moment with them, I thought that was, uh, you know, that was pretty cool. Absolutely. And Ortiz off to a great start to the season, a guy that sometimes starts slow, but so far not in 2016, another home run on Tuesday night. Uh, he seems pretty much locked in. And here's a guy who struggled during the spring, as he often does, and, and said, I think his quote was, when the lights turn on, I'll be there, and he certainly has been. Do you think this is going to continue? He seems like he's just in that zone where his final season is going to be a special one. Yeah, Tim, you know, just watching David Ortiz take batting practice, watch him hit in the games, um, he doesn't look any different than he's looked in the last five years. I mean, he might be 40, but the bat speed is the same, um, the power is the same. And uh, if anything, he looks more locked in right now. Like you said, he's not usually – a lot of times he's not a fast starter. But uh, this year he's come out uh, blazing. And this is great because, look, the Red Sox, they need him. They need him to be that centerpiece. He provides. He still provides that real um, fear factor in this lineup right now. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great sign to see him come out the way he has. And you hope uh, – you know, he can't expect him to hit this clip all year, but you hope that uh, he's going to go out with another strong season. There's no reason I don't think that he will. If there was a big concern for this team heading into the season, it was we've talked about it throughout the offseason, would there be enough after David Price in that rotation? And you've seen some good, some bad, but one glaring thing I think is Clay Buckholz, um first outing, a bad first inning, and that's something we've seen from Red Sox pitchers the last couple of years. And then another tough outing on Tuesday night where at times he looked a little better. But through two outings, the ERA is 10 right now for Clay Buckholz. If that stays that way, this team is not going to be in contention. Is that fair for me to say, or am I going too uh, overboard that's with Clay? fair, but I think for anyone who sort of, if you watched the game really closely last night, um, I thought that Clay Buckles actually looked a lot better last night than he did in Cleveland. And what happened, it was a crazy night at Sunway, the way that wind was swirling around. So what you had was, uh, you know, the key part of the game, Clay Buckles was facing Mark Trumbo in the sixth. And he gives up a foul pop-up that either Blake Swihart or Hanley Ramirez could have caught. Um, Swihart was the one who tried to make the play, and the wind kind of took it a couple feet away from him, and he missed it. You know, four pitches later than that at bat, uh, Trumbo hits about a 415-foot home run. And J.J. Uh, Hardy also hit a, uh, a very much of a wind-blown uh, 310-foot home run down the line and right against Buckholes. Uh, Hardy hit another one later in the game after Buckles left. So I actually think Buckles is pretty good last night. But it's just Red Sox fans don't have the patience for it right now just because the pitching, like you said, it hasn't been good um, the first uh, the first seven games of the season. So you're not willing to say, oh, you know, he was better than the line score indicated. But, uh, watching it objectively, I really did think that was the case last night where Buckles um, actually pitched pretty good. But it's just, it gets to a point where it's frustrating that, you know, this team continue. You know, Stephen Wright's the only pitcher on this team who's pitching the seventh inning right now. This season, he's your number five starter. So I think that just gets uh, you know frustrating at times. So hopefully, Joe Kelly tonight um, will 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 get the 
Marlon Goodson. You got to remember that the, you know small sample size at the beginning of the season because look, I remember last season, which obviously did not turn out to be a good season for the Red Sox at all. The first turn through the rotation last year, everybody was great. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, the, the, the next 157 games, not not so much. So I think you'd rather if you could trade that this year and be lousy the first seven games through, and then be good the rest of the season. I think uh, anybody would take that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so a little silver lining from you, Ian. That's good. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, before I let you go is uh, Chris Young is, just because of the way the season started, I think we haven't seen a whole lot of Chris Young so far because the Red Sox, it seems like just every night they're facing a right-handed pitcher, and it seems like that's not going to end anytime soon. I think it's 11 straight right-handers they're expecting to see to open the season how does he stay sharp and stay fresh knowing that eventually he's going to get in the lineup more for more than pitch hitting uh, appearances? He's going to be getting starts in left field. They just haven't come yet. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a tough uh, mix for John Farrell right now because he really wants to get Chris Young involved in this team. And I think, you know, at times, uh, Tim, I think Farrell's maybe forced Young into games where he's hit him for Travis Shaw in the sixth inning of games. Quite a few times he hit Shaw. They hit Young for Shaw against the lefty again last night. And look, um, Travis Shaw was a guy who I think I looked it up last night. He had like over a 900 OPS against lefties last year. Um, and hit uh, six home runs against lefties and just seven against righties. So uh, it's tough to be taking tra- the bat out of Travis Shaw's hands. And what happened the other day was, you know, Farrell did this in the sixth inning on the home opener, and then Young ended up having to hit against a righty um, an inning later and was just overmatched. You know, he's never hit righties well. So I think that it would be good for the Red Sox if they can start facing some lefties, and uh, maybe John is a little less uh, – um, eager to pull that trigger and get Travis Shaw out of that game because I think a lot of people want to see Travis Shaw swing the bat right now. So I think maybe they're forcing uh, Chris Young in a little a little too much right now, and that's where once they start to face lefties, they won't have that dilemma anymore. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Red Sox edition. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.